Today, when we come to Mass, uh, we come to experience a miracle. Now I know that seems kind of that seems kind of like kind of a big claim that we're coming to experience a miracle when we come to Mass. If there's ever a question, our world likes to question if miracles actually exist, if they actually if they actually take place. But if you've ever if you have someone in your family or you yourself have ever had a diagnosis that said six months, a year to live. And four, five, six years later, the person's still there. You know what it means to have a miracle. If you've ever experienced or seen a couple who might be struggling, their marriage might be on the last leg, almost done, about to, escape, about to get out. And all of a sudden, the grace of God comes in and changes the hearts of both of the people. And the marriage is saved, it comes out of the darkness. And stronger than ever, you know that a miracle, miracles do happen. If you've ever experienced a couple who, after getting married, realize it's very unlikely we're going to have children, they struggle for years trying to conceive, struggle for years trying to, trying to build their family, and all of a sudden, God decides to bless them in the most miraculous of ways whether that be through the beauty of adoption or through conception, you know that miracles exist. Today, when we come to Mass, every single day when we, have, when we celebrate Mass as a, Catholic, as a Catholic family, as a Christian community, a miracle happens on the altar. The bread and wine cease to be bread and wine and become Jesus. By the, by the hands of the priests, the prayers of the church, and the liturgy that the faithful all partake in. Bread and wine, simple, ordinary stuff, becomes God. And He's given to us. That seems like a very out there kind of thing. That seems like a very out there claim that's like, I, I love Father, I don't know. That, that's a little bit crazy. But today, and over the last two weeks, and next week as well, the Scripture that we read from in the Gospel speaks directly to this reality. Right now we're reading from John 6. and John 6, this part is known as the Bread of Life Discourse, where Jesus basically looks at the people and says, I am the Bread of Life, come down from heaven. The promise of the Old Testament with the manna, where God continued to feed the Israelites as they walked, I'm the fulfillment of it. I give you my flesh, my flesh for the life of the world. Now this seems kind of outlandish, kind of crazy. But us now, 2,000 years later, after hearing and experiencing what he meant with the rest of his life, know that Jesus is speaking of the Eucharist. That when he says, I give you my flesh to eat, he, mean it. he means it. I give you my blood to drink, he means it. And it's by the elements that we consume today on the altar. In so many ways, this miracle can seem unbelievable. And for the Jewish people that Jesus is speaking to, they had their doubts, they had their reservations. 
When Jesus says, I am the bread that comes down from heaven, we hear in today's gospel, the very beginning, we hear them start, start to murmur. They start talking to one another. Hey, isn't that Joseph's boy? Isn't that Mary's kid? We know him. We really know him. We know a lot about him, right? We can tell you where he was born. We can tell you who his family is. We know a lot about Jesus. He can't be. He can't be this this bread from heaven. I think a big thing that I've come to realize in this new job, I was able to kind of like take a little bit of time and just reflect back on my life. Just working with how I was formed as a child. All the way back from being a kindergartner, preschooler at St. Mary's Nativity in Raceland, right next to my home, right next to my house, right? Spending a lot of time by the wall every recess, it seemed like. <laughs> Writing punish work after punish work until my hand felt like it was going to fall off. But growing and learning about my faith for years and years and years in a, in a small Catholic school. Finishing up there in eighth grade, then going to that other high school that we're not going to talk about with certain colors that I'm wearing today. Sorry. (laughs) But going to high school and entering into CCD and experiencing like, all right, all about the preparation for confirmation and getting ready for my sacraments. When I look back and I reflect on my young life, I know and I think this is a shared experience by a lot of people, is that in so many ways, I was sacramentalized. I was baptized. I received communion. I was confirmed. Great. Went to confession. Great. But the question coming out of it was, did I know a lot about Jesus, or did I come to know Jesus? Those are very, two, two very, very different things. We can read our catechism and know a lot about Jesus. We can look at the scripture stories and know a lot about Jesus. But do we know him personally? Do we know him like in a relationship? Is Jesus just a list of facts or is he our friend? And I think for each one of us, there's a challenge in that to not know about Jesus but to know our Lord. See, being from a small town, uh, my mom and dad, both of them know a lot of people. And there's so many times that people will come up to me and they start talking to me because they know my mom and dad, and they just share all these stories and all these things, and oh yeah, inside jokes, and I'm smiling and I'm laughing, and it's great. And then the person walks away and I look at whoever I'm with and I say, I have no idea who that was. (laughs) Because the people feel like they know me because they know my parents. They know me because they know who I'm from. Like the Jewish people today, I think if we place them on the bayou somewhere maybe south of La Rose, north of Galliana, they probably would have a conversation that looks a lot like this. Who's your mama? Where you from? Right? And those three Cajun ladies that we all know that can figure out who, like how we're related to Eve, right? Those three ladies will figure out everything about anybody that's presented to them. But each one of us, if we know where you're from, 
where you were raised, who your parents are, who you belong to, whichever way you want to phrase it, that doesn't necessarily mean that we know the person. Today, they know a lot about Jesus, but do they know him? I think that's the challenge for all of us, is not to let our faith be something that is just sacrament to sacrament to sacrament, which are beautiful and necessary, absolutely. I'm not talking against the sacraments, but we need to meet the Lord in them. So today, as we come to Mass, are we coming to find Jesus? Are we coming to find our Lord made incarnate here again on this altar? presented to us, given to us, the body of Christ. And when we say amen, do we say I believe and mean it? Or do we just get in line because everybody else is, get our stale piece of bread, our kind of bitter wine, and go sit down? And I've checked the box off because it's my obligation. When we come to the Mass, we come to experience and to meet a person. Not an idea, Not just a list of facts, but a God who actually cares about us, a God who wants to feed us, a God who wants to be carried out into the world with us, to strengthen us as we go through our day to day. Do we come and say, I believe with everything that we are? Do we come and say, like I, me, John David Mathern, Father J.D., am I entering into a deeper relationship with God at this altar? Are you, not you collectively, are you, singular, coming to the Lord and saying, I believe? A few years ago, whenever, when the uh, translation of the liturgy kind of went through the changes, right, the Lord be with you, and also with your spirit, right? Um, when, when this was going on, one of the changes that they made was very, very profound, but not maybe something that we didn't notice as well. The creed that we proclaim went from we believe and speaking as a community to the singular and saying, I believe. When we proclaim the creed, We're not speaking for the person next to us. We're not speaking for the community as a whole. We're speaking for ourselves. I believe in this Jesus. I believe in this sacrament that we enter into. I believe this faith. See, the way today's gospel gospel is, is put together, the way that the bread of life discourse goes through it, is that we have to first believe before we're able to receive. So we're called today to proclaim the belief that we have in our Lord, to be convinced that we know Him and we know who He is, so that when we come to receive, we can come to receive the fullness of the graces that He has to offer, the fullness of the sacrament that He gives us, that we can enter into the, enter into the prayer of the church together with everything that we are. Because the sacrament is not just about an obligation or a checkbox, but the sacrament is about falling deeper in love with a God who gives himself to us today.
In so many ways, we're called to believe before we receive. We're called to believe in Jesus, to know him, to believe in him, and then to receive him. May we know Jesus not as a list of facts, but as a friend. May we prepare our hearts well to proclaim the belief that we have. And may we always believe, then receive.